welcome. This hey, is Carl. The, great to is, meet you. Great to meet you. I want to thank you for your interest in our place. Uh, this is the city's animal shelter, which means it's your animal shelter. So please come on in and let us show you everything that we do here. A lot of people come down here specifically either to adopt an animal. A lot of people come down here if they've lost their animal. Uh, a lot of people come here uh, if they're looking for other animals. You know, we deal with more other animals than we do with dogs and cats. Birds, guinea pigs, hamsters, rabbits, you name it, we have it here. Obviously this is our physical facility and there's a lot to see in the facility, but there's a lot more to see in the community. I suggest you go out with one of our animal control officers, see what they do for eight, ten hours a day, whether it's rescuing animals in distress, whether it's picking up animals that have been hit by car and are injured, whether it's dealing with aggressive animals, uh, whether it's dealing with uh, wildlife or a variety of things. You can only get that flavor from being with them and being in the field and actually doing it firsthand. I've been with Animal Care and Control for about six years. I spent a year working in the kennels, and then a position with the officers came up. I wasn't sure about it at first. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not very confrontational. I don't like accusing people of animal cruelty. And then I, I just started doing it, and I really, it really fits, you know, really the job for me. So, animals I know how to handle. If they're friendly, great. If they're not, I know exactly what I'm doing. I very rarely get scared. We do a lot of cruelty investigations, and most are, are not as bad as the people report them to be. Every now and again, they are. I've we've had a few cases. One of the officers found a dog that had been chained up in a bathroom, and the people moved out. And that makes me teary every time I think about it. Um, I've had a dog where they let the dog starve in the backyard. But a few of those, I like to be able to save animals' lives, which is what I do. I can pull an animal out of a horrible environment and know that I've done something good. So Ellie, where is the dog going after this? So we're going to go and impound her, which means I'll check her for a microchip, give her a vaccinations, and set her up in a kennel. When Stray comes in, we want to get the location. They found the animal. As much information, if they had the collar on, if the dog stayed with them a few days, or if they just found it. Once we um, enter everything in the computer, um, a lot of times the finder wants the tracking number so they can call in a day or so and find out if the dog went back home. So what we do is we'll hold the dog for five days to see if anybody claims him. Okay, this is a stray dog. It came in today and the first thing we do is we inoculize it with the vaccines. Then we give it a room and give them food and water. After five days, we'll evaluate her for medical and behavior to see if anyone's um, interested in adopting her. We want to make sure that uh, the behavior is good enough for your average uh, adopter that would come into ACC and make sure there's no aggression problems, whether toward people or toward animals. She didn't freeze, she didn't growl, she didn't bite the hand, so she passed that. Good girl. And that, in case, um, you know, she had something in, your, in her mouth and you wanted to get it out. We do one more test, it's called a startle test, to see how she responds. It startled her, but she came right to me, which is a real good sign. She passed the handling test. Good girl. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. For medical exam, I uh, basically feel for any lumps and bumps, uh, tumors on the ex outside of the animal. I look in the ears to see how those are, if they're infected. Look at their eyes to make sure that they're clear, they don't have uh, cataracts. Look at their teeth, listen to their heart, 
This is the first job I've had that I feel like I make a difference. So in the morning I do treatments. We'll do anywhere between 40 and 60, sometimes 80 animals a day for treatments. Uh, we do diagnostics, we'll do blood work, we'll do skin scrapings, fungal cultures to diagnose different types of diseases. We do x-rays. I can take an animal that normally would be euthanized at any other shelter, do a surgery on it, fix its eyes, spay and neuter it, and get it totally ready for adoption and get it a good home. We have a groomer here. It's a public-private partnership where basically we let a, a professional groomer run her private business from our facility, but in return, she grooms our shelter animals. Now, what's the big deal about grooming shelter animals? Well, when somebody comes down here to adopt an animal, if it's appealing, if it's groomed, if it smells good, chances of finding it a home are much greater. And we groom the dogs as needed. Whatever needs to be done, whether it's clipping or bathing, trimming the toenails, cleaning the ears, or the whole house. So typically a shelter wouldn't have grooming facilities no, at all? No, not at all. These dogs are treated with the utmost care that most shelters cannot provide. So what is that you're just pouring on there? We're using bring. a silk plum shampoo, mm -hmm. so it'll bring out her natural luster. Yes, that's a good girl. I'm so happy because I feel satisfied in helping the shelter pets ultimately become adoptable. And to be a part of such a wonderful staff, from the leadership from the top all the way down. If she passes our evaluation, she'll just stay till she gets adopted. If you were interested in a dog like you didn't want to put to sleep, what you would fill out is a form called CIP. It means call interested party. That means as a last resort, we would give you a call before you put it to sleep. That doesn't mean you're bound to the dog. Sometimes clients don't want a dog, but they take it before it was put to sleep. We would give you a call, and it would be an actual adoption. So you would come in and adopt the dog. It would cost $107. Um, the dog would be fixed, get all the shots, microchip, and the dog license, and it would be your dog at that point. Your volunteers to me are the unsung heroes in this in this field, the ones that actually take foster animals home, uh, whether they're neonatal kittens or little birds that just fell out of a nest, so they can nurse them till they can get strong enough to come down here and for us to rehome them. Without volunteers, I really have to be very honest and say this wouldn't be much more than a pound. So uh, we just thank God we have the number of committed people coming down here and helping us out. It just makes all the difference in the world. When you first want to come in and volunteer, you go through a general orientation, which is about two hours. There's really a lot of flexibility and latitude in what you can do with your volunteer time here. The various volunteer programs available are your baseline dog walking. You can work with the cats. You can work with Tony's Kitty Rescue. You can work with the small animals, rabbits, guinea pigs, snakes, birds, chickens. The benefits are so much. You always have an appreciative audience. They're always happy to see you. Do you feel like some of the things you've learned here have helped you with your own dogs? in terms of understanding behavioral... <laughs> the training they don't have, yes. Yes, and uh, it's things that you learn, you know, as we all usually outlive our dogs. Uh, every time, you know, every time you get a new dog, you'll have new skills to teach them. 
one of the programs we have is our behavior and, and training program. Again, another program that's uh, uh, being staffed by not an employee but a member of the community. And one of the programs that she has is dog socialization. We started this new program three years ago where we have canine socialization in the afternoons. So all the dogs available for adoption get to come out and play with each other for two hours. We have a two-hour period, five days a week. So it's it's a time when dogs can really get incredible exercise and play with other dogs. And then we have remedial socialization needs too. It's just fabulous for the dogs. They need the socialization. They get more exercise than they can any other way because they really run and tumble and, and really wear themselves out. So in the afternoons when most doctors are coming to look, they're quiet, they're settled. So then I started coming down here, and I would come, you know, different times. It's quick, though. When somebody sees a dog, and they love it. You know, it's like, that. Ah, so you have to be quick. So after about three weekends, this weekend, past weekend, it worked. I saw him. He connected. I connected. Spent a couple hours with him. Came back, and then I just took care of the paperwork. So what was your overall experience working with animal care control, the people? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. From the guys who came out to my house, really great guys who saw my house to inspect it, from everyone who's here, I was just really impressed. They were just really friendly, knowledgeable, and just good all-around people. And they care about the animals, and they want to make sure they get to good homes. And that was that came through very clearly to me. If you're coming down for a visit, which is a great place to visit, bring your family. Look at the animals we have for adoption, and hopefully fall in love, and maybe take one home with you. You could just look at our grooming program. Look at our volunteer program. Many people come down here. They walk through the shelter. They look at it, and then they go by the volunteer office and say, "Hey, this is my animal shelter. I want to be part of it."